Hi guys, welcome to our educational podcast on tools. This is our topic for today. Um, we're gonna each go through a tool that a teacher can use um, to help their students and help their teaching. We're gonna talk about the pros and cons and really figure out if this tool is really needed in a classroom. So I'm gonna start it off with Flipgrid. Um, Flipgrid is my tool of today and it is all about um, being vocal and verbalizing your feelings through videos. Uh, an example is um, it's a social learning platform um, that allows educators to ask questions to their students and students to ask questions to their educators and the other students. So it's a, a whole, it creates a big atmosphere of talking to each other and sharing their thoughts and feelings um, and also their answers. Um, so we're gonna pull up uh, the Flipgrid screen. Let me grab that. Okay. And their motto is all about empowering every voice. Um, and Flipgrid is 100% free for all educators, learners, and families. So you can even use this in a family environment. Um, it engages and empowers every voice in your classroom at home by recording and sharing short, awesome videos together. So it's similar to almost um, a Marco Polo or Snapchat or even like um, videos through DM and Instagram. So kids are really able to um, catch on really quick with um, this um, technology that's placed here today. Um, so um, they gave us a really cool on the website, some really cool um, ideas of how you can use it in your classroom. And they broke it down into pre-K to middle school, high school and university, even family. Um, so pre-K, one of the ones that I thought was really cool was um, reading and book talks. Um, every elementary class has book talks um, and they have projects where they need to share what they're learning. And this is a great way for students to be like, this is what I'm learning, and this is the book I've read, and um, what are your thoughts, and here's some questions I have about it. And kids can interact um, in the stress about writing a paper, or um, not putting the right grammar, or other factors um, disappear, because it's just vocalized. And we know as um, elementary school students and middle school students, most of them love to talk. And so this is a great way for them to have that that love, but in a, a great environment to share it. Some other cool ones that I thought were really um, handy, um, in university through Flipgrid, you can do digital office hours. Kids can post questions and then their teacher can respond with them um, in a matter of seconds because it is an app on your phone also. You can have it on your um, desktop, but you can also have it on your phone and it'll give you updates if people ask questions to you. Uh, some ways that this helps with English as a second language and special education um, is they're able to express themselves however they want. They can edit their photo, um, their videos and they can put subtitles and pictures and cut and paste things that work and flow easier so that um, they're able to express their ideas and however they want. Um, so those are some of the benefits of Flipgrid. Um, it's really high ranked in most um, review statuses. It's about a four and a half on this one. And there's um, other ones like Apple, the Apple Store where it's about four to three and a half. 
and um, there's just a lot of ratings about how how important this is to teachers' classrooms and how excited they are, especially during this time where um, school is all online. And this is a great way to interact and have a community without being there um, together physically. So what kind of questions do you have about the tool today, girls? Um, so I had one. Um, so what age group do you think that um, Flipgrid is like more for? Like, is it for like younger people? Is it for older people, like middle-aged? Um, what age group do you think would be best for this tool? Um, I honestly think it's very broad in age group. Elementary kids love it. Um, but I have found, I have done at Flipgrid um, uh, videos in college and there's some ways to almost uh, cheat it, which isn't the best. Um, you can watch a video for a couple seconds and respond instead of watching a whole video. Um, there's no way for a teacher to know how many videos you've watched unless you've reported on like um, making a video of a video. Um, and so there's not a really a way to keep track. And so um, when kids um, become smarter in high school and middle school and college ages, there's a way to move around doing as much work as the teacher might want in the classroom. So it's good for all age groups, but you just need to create a, a criteria and a rubric so that um, all of the um, things that you have in place will happen um, in this app. That makes sense. Thank you. Oh, sorry. I had a question as well. Um, so we've talked a little bit already about um, pros and cons of Flipgrid, but on more of the safety aspect, how safe is Flipgrid for um, is Flipgrid usage for students that are younger, such as elementary or um, maybe even pre-K? Is it, is it safe? Is it privately? Is it the information stored? How does that work? Yeah, so whoever has, um, the only way you can access um, a classroom is through a special link um, or a special code that um, your teacher will provide. So it's very safe in that point where um, people can't randomly look up classrooms and what their projects are. Um, a, a student would have to put in the link um, and get it set up um, for them to actually get in the classroom. And the benefit about that is um, elementary school students normally can't do that by themselves. So their parents are gonna have to prepare um, the laptop or um, computer for that. And so um, they're able to have that parental guidance behind them too in that, which is a great aspect. So it's, it's very um, safe in those reasons, um, but um, they have control on what they post. So if they post something inappropriate, a teacher can take it down, but it's not gonna go through a scanning or a screening of what they're saying. So the teacher has to be very, um, on it to know what's appropriate and what's not when kids are posting on Flipgrid. Um, so I do have another question. So do you think this is like more of like a larger scale or like sh like a smaller scale kind of thing? Because you, um, what Amber was saying um, about like her question um, about like if it's safe or not. Um, would it be easier to do in smaller groups so that teachers can like be more aware like what students are doing or like would it be better to like have them bigger groups 
or like what would be best? So I've actually read um, some ideas and examples through the reviews and there was a school district, I think it was a middle school that created a flip grid for their school and all that was posted there was positivity that happened every day. And they, um, they found that the community and happiness in the classroom was raised like tenfold. Like everybody really wanted um, to connect with people on there and they would post videos and comment and make videos responding to them. And it really brought their school closer because they saw um, the individual and what good happened that day. And so I think it can work in a big aspect with a big group, but also smaller groups are good too. I've, um, I have an example of a small um, group where um, there was just three of us, but we were able to interact and figure out um, what we needed to learn and share what we learned. And um, so it works with both ways, which is really cool. And there's not guidelines of this is how many people can be on Flipgrid um, and this is how many people can't. Um, it's really um, a way for people to connect and bring together and um, understand each other's thoughts and conversations and questions, which is really cool. Sweet. Um, so I think that wraps up Flipgrid. Um, um, Amber, what tool did you bring today for our podcast? Well, thanks for sharing that, Brooklyn. We, I think we all really enjoyed learning about Flipgrid. Um, I especially love that you can you can use it on a website, you can use it on an app, uh, whether it's an iPad or an Android or, um, or an iPhone, if I already said that. <laughs> um, would you mind unsharing your screen so I can share mine? Perfect, thank you. So today I'm going to be talking about PlayPosit. It's another interactive tool for students and teachers. So let me first share my screen. Okay, so I thought the best way to talk about PlayPosit is to actually show you how it works. So basically a teacher can upload a video from any platform, um, whether it's Canvas or Google Classroom or even YouTube, just the, um, they can upload a general video and throughout the video, they add what's called bulbs, which are questions that um, students can interact, interact along the, um, the video. So <laughs> I designed a, a pretty silly um, video, but we'll be able to interact and talk about it as we go along. Let me make sure I have sound control. Looks like we're good. This is only a few minutes on my playlist. All right, and here we go. Okay, so what do you predict this video will be about? The first three seconds we heard, form the banana. Crazy lady who owns many cats, 
how to pre-cook an avocado, making learning fun by adding tunes, lyrics, and movements. Um, so I don't think the video had audio. Or maybe it's not audio. Like, yeah, I don't. Um, maybe making learning fun by adding tunes, lyrics, and movements. Definitely, you got it. So, okay. Brooklyn, let me make sure. You, oh, sorry. <laughs> Brooklyn, did you hear the first couple seconds of the video? Um, I heard some, but not okay. really. Okay, so I wanted to make sure. Maybe just Madison missed it. Um, oh, there it is. Okay, I'm going to start it over so we can hit the question. That's also another use of Play Plaza. You can go back and rewatch segments of the video just in case you missed it. That's cool. Or if you just want to go back and rewatch it. Okay, here we go. Okay, and Brooklyn said, making learning fun by adding tunes, lyrics, and movements. Submit. This time I didn't hear her say anything. Hmm, let's keep going and I'll ask you if you hear it while she's talking. Okay, sounds good. Good? No? This is a cute little video, though. Thanks. You're welcome. We owe it all to Dr. Jean and her banana dance. Okay, <laughs> it should work now. Okay. Computer sound is hard sometimes. Okay, here we go. Banana, form, form the banana. Peel the banana. Peel, peel the banana. Peel the banana. Peel, peel the banana. Go. It's the corn. It's corn. It the you corn. Got it. <laughs> I love this fill in the blank option because it makes students go back and say, oh, wait, was I really listening? Or um, do I know the answer? So, yes, it's corn. I like that. I believe this gives you two points for submitting it, but because I'm in the preview setting, it might not show it on the video. Okay. So, I do have oh, a question. Yeah. Um, while you are working on this, um, so if, so as a teacher, um, if students get an answer wrong, can they go back and retake the test? Like the little quizzes along the way? Yeah, that's a great idea. I actually love this, this, um, this website, this, uh, form of technology because it's like a formative assessment along the way. So if students can go back. I believe that the teacher has to, um, allow it, give the student access. Um, for 
for multiple bulbs, multiple replies on the answers, just so that they can uh, make sure they're following student progress along the way. Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Perfect. We'll continue. Form the mango. Form, form the mango. Form the mango. Form, form the mango. Peel the mango. Peel, peel the mango. Peel the mango. Peel, peel the mango. Do. What do you think the point of this video is? So right now, as you guys are, as you two are interviewing me, why am I showing you this? What's the point of this video? Why, why is she dancing all crazy and singing about mangoes and tangos? Is it to learn about vegetables and fruits? Yeah, it definitely can be. I think um, as I decided to choose this video for my assignment, I thought it'd be great for um, any learners to learn how to rhyme mango tango, um, the difference, like how corn can um, change its shape and form from corn to popcorn. So it's definitely learning on all platforms um, and exactly what you said, Brooklyn. To learn Shouldn't it also be um, like how you um, like use the, the foods, like with the corn you shuck it. Yeah. Um, or like, you know, the other examples, so. Yeah, definitely. And I also think like this is good for elementary education, but it can also be good for, um, for special education too, um, and English as a second language, just so they can um, get the connection between the word and the object um, and what happens to them. So that's definitely. a great example. Definitely, you actually hit the point I was going to hit next. Um, I do have a quote I wanted to share. It's from a director of special education of District of Columbia Public Schools. He said, Play Plaza is a valuable resource for both our special ed students and general ed teachers. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> teachers and students to support with different, um, with different, different, speaking is hard sometimes, I'm sorry, differentiation to meet all the student needs in fun and creative ways that result in meaningful student conversations, learning, and engagement. So yes, it's perfect for special ed, for ESL, um, all, those, all those resources and school that help us become better learners in a, in a general collective way. So I'll say, what do you think the point of this video is to understand, um, um, rhyming, the development of um, food, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we'll just say that. That's, that's pretty okay. good. No one's grading me. <laughs> Submit. And then it gives me three points because I had a type in my answer. So it's more of a, um, instead of me, the teacher or the instructor giving options, that would just be a one point answer if you just picked one from their options. But I think because um, you had to think of it in your own brain, that's worth three points. 
Okay, and now we will continue. The tango, do do the tango, do the tango, do the tango. Form the orange, form form the orange, form the orange, form form the orange. Peel the orange, peel peel the orange, peel the orange. sprouts and watch this again. Five, I don't mind the video, but it will definitely be stuck in my head later. Ten, this is the, my theme song for life. Ten, ten. So what's fun um, about I this? Five. You found um, five? <laughs> like, so what's fun about this answer is it doesn't matter what you put, you still get a point. So this is more of a poll option. You can choose what you prefer because everyone's different. Madison said five, Brooklyn said 10. Um, mine is definitely 10 as well. So would a teacher be able to see um, how many people put 10 and how many people put five? Yep, okay. so actually um, there's an option to pay for PlayPosit. It's $108 annually, um, which might seem like a lot, but it comes with a lot of options and resources to upgrading, such as unlimited bulb attempts, so allowing students to go back and create more answers if they got it wrong. Um, teachers also have access to other teachers around the world, their play positive videos, and they can edit it as, as they wish to show it in their class as well. So that way they don't need to recreate a whole lesson that another teacher did. Um, another is the ability to upload more videos. So with a free option, you only have a certain amount of videos per month that you may upload. Um, it's really good at integrating with learning management systems such as Canvas. Um, all grades performed in um, PyPosit go directly into Canvas. So the teacher doesn't need to do anything with that. It just grades it and sends it to their Canvas option or Google Classroom or um, any, really any learning management system. Wow, that's really nice. Yeah, I, I thought so too. I thought the first time I read $108, I thought mm, it's probably not the best. But after reading all these um, all these advancements, I, I say that's a pretty good steal. Um, it also allows students to create their own videos. So with the free option, only teachers can, unless students um, create their own account. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Does anyone have any questions about um, PlayPosit Pro? If not, I'll just continue. Um, so I have a question. Um, how easy was it to, to make these bulbs? Or like these super plush? Easy. Super, super easy. That's a great question. Um, I can show you once we're done with the video, if we have time. But if not, I can tell you really quick. So you make the account, you sign up. It, um, there's an option 
for you to add a video or upload a video. And it has options such as YouTube, um, upload your own video, and one other I can't remember right now. So I just hit YouTube and then the, a search bar comes up and I typed in Dr. James Banana Dance and it was perfectly right there. And um, there were options to place videos or uh, questions along the video where I pleased. So I'd write uh, what seconds I want to ask this question. So on uh, second two seven or minute two second 17, I wrote on a scale of one to 10, how much do you love this video? So it was, it was really simple. I could go back and preview it um, as I pleased. And if I didn't like it, I could go back and change it. Really simple. Um, so it was really simple, really friendly, user-friendly, and um, easy to navigate. And students have access to this by way of um, link, by URL, too. Okay. The ketchup. The ketchup. If you were to make a similar video, what would it be about and why? I love this one actually because it says it's a discussion. So I created a bowl, I believe, just for about 30 seconds um, where it stays here from uh, second or minute two, second 24, probably until about three minutes and um, students can interact and see what others said. Um, so I can say, I would make a video about why I love dogs because they are my favorite. And now people can reply to me. I can edit or delete my response. Um, the teacher can also go on and discuss along the way. So I'll continue the video and we'll see that it doesn't go away while I watch the video until um, until probably about minute three. Ketchup form the carrot form form the carrot form the carrot form form the carrot peel the carrot peel peel the carrot peel the carrot Check all that apply. Avocado, popcorn, cheeseburger. It was not a cheeseburger. It was not a cheeseburger. So I can click this one and this one and submit it. I was correct. So it tells me right away if I got those answers incorrect, which is very nice and interactive for students. Um, I like this question just because it, it makes you, it, this video makes you watch the video. You can't just hit play and then walk away from the screen because it will stop you and it tells you 
um, how long you've watched the video and all that, so the teacher knows. I believe there's one more question. Which of Dr. Jean's actions were your favorite? So I could say the tango. I like the guacamole. Oh, I like the ketchup. <laughs> I don't know how to spell guacamole. Guacamole. Oh, it's okay on the video. Oh. <laughs> I was close. We'll just leave that. And the ketchup. So because this is a... I type in my own question. I get three points just for participating. All right, and I believe that's it. Awesome. Thank you for bearing with me through that very long video. Does anyone have any more last minute questions before I throw it to Madison? I don't have any other questions. Okay. Let me just check to see if there's anything else I wanted to mention before going on. Um, I don't believe so. I guess I'll just end with my thoughts about PlayPosit. Um, I love PlayPosit. I think it's a great interactive tool for students and instructors. Um, it's easy to do outside of school. Unfortunately, there's not an app that you can use on your phone, so it all has to be on the website. Um, but nowadays, that's not much of a problem. You can find that anywhere or even in the library. Um, PlayPosit is a great interactive tool for everyone, and it engages your learners and it makes learning fun. So I would rate this um, on a scale of one to 10, about an eight, because um, I'm not sure how, um, I'm not sure how the pro works because I'm, I haven't spent $108 on it yet. So I'm not sure how worth it is, how worth it this platform is for teachers, but I will, um, I will update you as soon as I can. So with that, I will, Give it to well, thank you so much. Um, so for me, my tool is Nearpod. Um, so I'm just gonna share my screen. Um, I'm gonna share that. Okay, so let me just move that. All the pictures, they're distracting. Okay, so here is Nearpod. Um, so I just, I typed in uh, nearpod.com. Um, it doesn't have an app, so it's all through the internet, interweb. Um, and so you, um, so I'm already signed in, but to sign in, um, it's gonna ask you your name, um, first and last, and an email, um, a password as well. Um, and depending on like what type of version you want, um, depends on how much you pay for it. Um, so for this, if you go to teacher resources, um, you like, it has some really cool things that you can sign up for. There's like some video conferences that you can learn more about in your pod. Um, and then let's see at the very end, I really like this it has instructional videos. Because sometimes it's a little difficult to like submit stuff, and so like for some people who are technology challenged, like myself, um, these videos definitely help um, explain how to do things, how to make lessons, stuff like that. Um, and if you go over here, um, it has some really cool things that you can look up. Um, so you can go to My Nearpod, and it shows like the lessons that you've made. Um, you can join a lesson, and so like when 
someone signs in. So you have to have a teacher who signs in um, to be able to make lessons and share codes. Um, and you can sign in as a student and join a lesson through a code. Um, and you can explore lessons. So if you go there, um, you can click on like free or if you wanna pay for something. So say I'm a math teacher and I'm teaching third grade. So I'm gonna click math and I can click third grade. Um, and it shows me free lessons that I can use and show in my class. Um, and so you can just click on it and play it and you can share um, that with your students. So it's really cool. I like that because um, as teachers or even as like parents, like we want to help our, our kids. Um, and so like if I have um, a second grader, my like, and right now in COVID, like we can't go to school, like they can watch little class like things. So if you're second grade and if they want to like learn about technology, like they can take some, watch some videos, do some activities, stuff like that. Um, and so going back to the teacher resources, if you click on my Nearpod, you can create a lesson. So you can click lesson in Nearpod. Um, and so you create a slide. So you, for this, you can create content, you can do a slide, some fun things like field trips, so it can show you places around the world. Um, just like a video, like a online version, you can add um, audio, stuff like that. So I'm just gonna click a slideshow. Um, and so you can pick like things like this. So like, I want my lesson to be blue. Um, so we're gonna do addition. And so you can add stuff, so like text, a video, image, a GIF. Um, so I'm gonna do math. And so, like, hmm, I like this one. It says math class had me like, hmm. So I like that one, I think it's cute. Um, and you can make the video smaller or bigger, like zoom in and out. Um, and then you click save and exit. Um, and then you can add more slides, you can add activities. Um, so I'm gonna click save. Um, and so it's just really nice because you can just add different things. So added activity, um, we're gonna do open-ended question and your thoughts about math. And you just save. And so students can come in or um, children can come in and like write their thoughts about it. And you can like switch where the order goes. It's really cool. You can save and exit. Um, and so we can do, you can title it math. Um, A got capitalized. And so you can click a grade or a subject. So it was math. And you can save and exit. Um, and so you can come back over here um, and click on it. Right now it's saving, so it's only two slides. Um, but you can do like a live lesson and you can go along with the students um, or student pace and children can go at their own pace. They can do whatever they want. Um, so I really like it. Um, so I just, I like it. I don't know what else to say. 
Anyone else have any questions? Yeah, I have a question. So, um, would this be more for like what kind of situation would this be used for? Like a teacher at the board at their smart board going over it, or is it more of a iPad in the classroom, or even like an after school situation? Um, um, what would you think, think would be? You could oh, have it in multiple different situations. What do you think would be ideal for Nearpods? Like the best way to, um, for it to perform. Um, so like right now with COVID, like teachers can't be meeting with students. And so this way students can have lessons and they can do it at their own pace. Like they can learn and grow. Um, and so I think you could do it that way. Um, I think also you could do it in class. Like, um, if you taught a lesson, you could like have a little Nearpod, um, like little lesson thing and just have like some quizzes, some activities so that during the lesson you can like be like, okay, time out. Like we're gonna, we're gonna do a little quiz. So everyone sign into this code and we're gonna answer the first question. And then like, so you could do it along. So it could be a, like a live lesson. And so you can, they can only get past a certain question because you get to control what page or slide that they're on. So, yeah. Oh, I also forgot one thing. Um, so if you go to teacher resources, um, it talks about pricing. Um, and so there's different types of pricing. So I have the silver. Um, and so I think it's free right now. Um, <clears throat> or because of COVID or maybe it was hard to find out if it was free or not with the silver, but right now it is free. Um, and so you could do like more slides, like bigger lessons, stuff like that. You could do it for your whole entire school. Um, and so this is the options. Um, and so it has lots of things even for the free silver option. So yeah. Okay. Anyone else have any questions? Yeah, I have one. Um, how accessible is Nearpod to special ed students or English English language learners? Um, I think for like special ed, um, like there's different options. Um, like um, if someone has a hard time processing like written material, teachers can like make a video and they can talk um, and have verbal um, instructions. There can be like written instructions. Um, and it's very structured so like only the teacher gets to see stuff except for like the um, interactive um page where you can like discussion board um so all the other things like if students have problems like with like um like if they write inappropriate stuff only the the teacher can see it so it will not be affecting other students as long as you don't use like certain um, um, activities like the create, create your own response and everyone can write their own response. Um, so I, I think it's really good. Um, I think it depends on how the person uses it um, because it can be very beneficial. It can, it can really help students and help people um, learn and to grow. It just depends on if the teacher is willing to do things um, that are different to go outside the, their comfort zone. Um, and so like, cause if teachers just write tons of material down and tell students to read it, 
it's not very interactive. It's not engaging. Like, it's not helpful. If you have activities, if you have like little quizzes, little things to do um, where kids can be engaged, then it will be so much more beneficial. So yeah, that's my little rant. <laughs> No, I have one more question. I'm oh, sorry. Um, on a scale, well, on your own scale, well, how would you rate this this uh, lesson? How would you how would you rate Nearpod for future teachers such as myself in Brooklyn? I think it goes back to what I was saying about like how the teacher uses it because I feel that Nearpod, if we use it the right way, and if we teach to the individuals um, and help them it can be a 10 out of 10. If the teacher just does like tons of quizzes or like doesn't make it interactive where the students learn and grow, then I feel like it's more like a five or four. Um, so I feel like if teachers are willing to put in the effort um, or whoever uses the Nearpod lessons, I think it could be great. It just depends on the person using it. I like that. Did you That's have awesome. a question, Brooklyn? Um, I was just asking, like, oh, I wasn't re really had a question, but I really liked what you shared about, like, how there are built-in pros and cons already to this. Like, if you don't elaborate and you just make it simple and it's hard for interaction, then that can be a con. But it can really become a big pro when you have that interaction and those tools that kids can really get into and understand and share their um their answers and their stories. So I like how you shared both ways and how this one tool, it really, um, it decides if it's a con, you decide if it's a con, um, if you're not putting in that effort. So I really like that. Yeah, I love this tool. It's so much fun. I love making lessons. Like I've already, I've made three so far. Um, mm -hmm. so I awesome. Like well, and then I had a question for everybody. Um, out of five mango tangos, what would you rate your tool? Madison, what would you rate your mango tango out of five? Hmm. Well, I think the lesson that I just made was a one because I didn't really do very much work. But I think it's a like a 4.5 mango tango. I like it. Amber? Okay. I think for Mango Tango, just because I don't have the pro yet. Ask me again <laughs> when I have pro, it'll probably be a five. I like that. And then I think one? I would rate it um, for Flipgrid probably a four also, or 4.5, just because the, the students are the ones teaching, and so you don't have that much control on what the students say. Um, but yeah. Well, thank you guys all for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, and we are excited about these tools and we really invite others to look about them. And yeah, have a great day. Bye. All right, bye guys.